what is going on everybody welcome back to another episode of coming off the bench sean and i have not been able to get together much this month because of work vacations things like that uh, but what better month for that to happen than this one because i mean what's going on baseball yeah nobody cares so what we wanted to do is get together with a group of guys and start a Marco Polo group and get their thoughts on certain topics that are happening in the NFL. So who we have joining us is Jeremiah Rader, who is a constant listener. He's been sending in a lot of questions, so you'll probably recognize his voice. We have Darren Myers, who has been on the podcast a few times, and also my brother. And we have also Christopher Beniquez from the podcast All Talks of Life with Christopher Beniquez. And then, of course, myself and Sean. So, uh, the guys that I just mentioned and the way I mentioned them is the order of who you hear after every question. So, hope you guys enjoy this episode and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. All right, guys, we have our question here. It is actually a three part question. Uh, so, the first part. Uh, the team that you would buy low in this NFL season, meaning the team that is projected to not be very good, but you think will be good this year, also known as your sleeper team. So my sleeper team for this year is a little unconventional, but hear me out. So I don't believe that this team has a chance to be a playoff contender yet. However, I do believe that they're going to take a step forward. Last year, this team had three wins. I could easily see them getting six or seven. Last year, this team lost five games by four points or less. I think that changes this year. I like what they did in the draft. I am going to book it. Write it down. You heard it here first. Book it. This team is not going to finish in dead last in their division. My sleeper team for this upcoming football season, the Detroit Lions. So I'm going to talk about two teams here. And the first one... I don't think they're going to go anywhere, really, but I think they're going to be a little more interesting to watch this year, and that's going to be uh, the New York Jets. And it's because they their draft, I think they had, if not the best, one of the best drafts, um, picked up Sauce Gardner and uh, Garrett Wilson, and they definitely got a lot of uh, offensive line help and stuff uh, this offseason in free agency. Um, they're a really young team, and they do have some young talent already on the team. And they just need to be able to put it together. Um, but if they do, I think that they could uh, they could open up some eyes a little bit. Um, Zach Wilson, when he came back from his injury last season, towards the end of the season, he played a lot better than he did uh, at the beginning. And so I'm not saying they're going to win double-digit games or anything, but I think that they might be a little more interesting to watch than, uh, than usual. Um, and so my second team, who I guess is really my sleeper, because I think they'll, uh, they'll go somewhere, is the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, um, because the team that they had, they still made it to the first round of the playoffs last year, um, and they only got better, and they got a lot better, especially offensively. Uh, A.J. Brown, Zach Paschal, um, we threw the ball a lot more than I would have liked last year. I like the run game because we have top five, if not top three, offensive line in the league, um, and when we ran the ball, we, we got somewhere because Miles Sanders, uh, when he was healthy, he averaged most or a lot of uh the top one of the top yards per carry in the nfl jeez and uh 
I just think if we're going to keep the, the, the passing game, if we're going to like to throw that much, we have the weapons to do it now. Um, we got a ton of defensive help as well with uh, James Bradbury and um, Hassan Riddick, and we got a lot of guys on the team now, and we're set up to make a run if Jalen Hurts wants to, wants to be that guy. And so I think he's gonna, think he's gonna step up to the to the plate, and he's gonna be that guy. And uh, I think they're gonna surprise a lot of people and make a big run here. My sleeper team for this upcoming NFL season are the New Orleans Saints. They revamped their safety positions. Obviously, got a championship player back there. They're a top ten defense. Cameron Jordan is one of the top five defensive ends in the league. Um, they also got a wide receiver that they needed alongside the coming back or returning Michael Thomas. So they got Chris Olave in the draft, a guy who's supposed to be a speedster, but he's a rookie. We'll see how he does. They also went out and got Trevor Penning on the left tackle to replace Taron Armistead. Obviously, he's a rookie as well. So if he pans out, obviously, as they hope, then good things will continue to happen at the line because they have a good tackle tandem down in New Orleans. Let's not forget quarterback is coming back if he stays healthy uh through the first seven games last year when he was healthy they were five and two alvin Kamara's back there a guy who's been dependable dual threat kind of back can line up you know on the outside and things like that can also run the ball we saw me at a monster game last year i think of four or five tds in one game last year so this team they are set up for success if everything bounces their way, they get the breaks, they get the calls and things like that, which obviously we know that that has not helped them out in uh, two NFC championship games in prior years. Um, they can get back to that point to where they were. I'm not saying that Jameis Winston is Drew Brees. He's not Drew Brees and he can make plays with his arm that Drew Brees cannot make. And these guys over there, Michael Thomas and now Chris Olave, our playmaker so with the way the defense is set up that the defense is probably as good as they're gonna get the window will be closing soon but my sleeper team for this year is the new orleans saints i think that they have a good roster uh not many holes and the gm did a great job getting them back under the cap after they were the highest team over the cap coming into the offseason so this season i'm going with the new orleans saints my sleeper team this year for the NFL season are the Philadelphia Eagles. I am, I mean, a little bit probably is a little homery pick right there, but I really do feel like the Eagles have a great shot this year at doing way better than they, what they did last year after losing in the first round against the Bucks. Um, they, I believe, had the best offseason this year um, with the acquisitions of A.J. Brown via trading the first-round pick. Um, then they got Jordan Davis, big interior lineman, to help that defensive line. I know they're probably going to use him more for the uh, for next year potentially, but, man, he's a run stopper. Um, and then uh, also like bringing back Brandon Graham. I know he's coming off an ACL or, uh, sorry, an Achilles injury, but like just having him, the the – the leader presence, having, um, yeah, them just come back together. Hargrave is there in the middle still. No Kobe Dean, if he can be a hit, like, that is a steal. And him working with, um, I know they got a guy from the Chargers 
something white. I don't want to <laughs> butcher his 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 name, but white alongside with um, Hassan Riddick. I think he is going to wreck havoc this year. The Eagles need a sack getter. We started the season last year with not many sacks, or sorry, we had a we did really well with the sacks, and then they we got we petered out with the sacks. And I think he Philadelphia loves sacks, so I believe that he is going to just make do wreck havoc this year. Um, and uh, then on the back end, you having Darius Slay still one of the number top corners in the league. And then you have uh, James Bradbury. It's a great pickup. Thank you, Giants, for dropping him. Um, so I believe that with that, the only question mark is the um, the safety, which I don't know if they can still do something about the safety, but I think they did great um, strengthening that defense. Um, and then, of course, you know, A.J. Brown getting him um, it was a huge, huge um, acquisition, especially to help Jalen Hurts. Um, having Devontae Smith as your number two um, is great. I mean, he, he did he did all right as a number one, but having him as a two, man, that that can be a really that can be a really good duo right there. Um, and then uh, Pascal, Zach Pascal, that they got from the Colts. Um, I think he could be have a he could be a key piece for this offense, um, and uh, and of course, if Miles Sanders can stay healthy, um, that's a solid. And and it all rides on Jalen Hurts. And I think having um, better pieces around him. I mean, it could be this is his year. So um, I think he's going to do he's going to do well. I think that the team is just on is set for for good things. Especially, I mean, they have they're playing the third weakest schedule in in the NFL. So I think that also helps, and um, yeah, they're. I mean, they're still considered um, a sleeper team because they. I mean, they're behind the Cowboys. The Cowboys are still projected f- to be the winners of this division, and I think I think the Eagles are that sleeper team that are gonna that are gonna show and make some noise this year. My sleeper team for the NFL in twenty twenty two is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think that this team has the potential um, to really explode this year, um, especially offensively. Uh, Past many, many years, they were coached by Mike Zimmer, defensive guy, was a defensive coordinator for the Bengals. Um, And these defensive guys don't seem to be um, just having too much success um, in the league, especially with quarterbacks. Um, And so, I think that Kirk Cousins can really succeed now that he has an offensive coach. This team has a lot of offensive firepower with Dalvin Cook, one of the top five running backs in the league. We got Justin Jefferson, top five receiver, and then support that with Adam Thielen. Uh, Good tight end, I forget his name. Um, And then backed by a pretty good defense, not what it has been in, in years past. Um, but good pass rush. Um, you got backed with, uh, uh, I think it's Sign, uh, the rookie coming in, and you still have Harrison Smith back there, an aging Pat- Patrick Peterson, but a guy who can maybe mentor these young guys 
um, and uh, and have them be impact players and whatnot. So I think this team putting it all together, especially in a weak NFC, um, can really put this together. I'm not saying that they win the division, but I think that they can get to uh, double-digit wins this year. So Minnesota Vikings are my sleeper pick for the year. All right, guys, next question. So team that you are holding on to this year, what we mean by that is a team that you think is going to hold steady, do something very similar as what they did last year, this upcoming season, more of a consistent team. Uh, what team would you say is your steady team that you're holding on to? Okay, so for my team that I'm just going to hold for this year, I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. I know people are a little high on them. They made the splashy trade to get Tyreek Hill. But at the end of the day, it comes down to do you have a quarterback who can take you to the next level? And I have not seen enough out of Tua to believe he can take that leap. This is honestly his make or break year. If he can't do it with the talent around him now, I don't know that he can come back next year and be their franchise quarterback. Last year, Miami went 9-8. and eight. I honestly see them with a pretty similar record. Maybe they get to 10 wins, but 9 or 10 sounds pretty good to me. Um, when I look at their roster, I look at what they did in the draft, which is almost nothing because they had very little picks. Uh, so, yeah, they got Tyreek Hill, but I just don't believe in Tua, and I don't believe in that Miami team quite yet. Plus, the other factor is their division is tough. Buffalo is one of the best teams in all the NFL. New England usually fields a pretty competitive team. And the New York Jets could be a sleeper team this year and drastically improve their roster. So while Miami might have improved as well, I think that division is really tough. I believe that they're going to beat each other up a little bit within that division. So that is why Miami is going to be my hold steady team. My standstill team for the 2022 season Um is going to be the New England Patriots. They went 10-7 and seven last season, and I think they're still going to be competitive. They're still going to be up there. But uh, looking at their schedule, I think they're going to stick around 10-7. and seven. Uh, The Bills, I don't see them winning the division with the Bills. Um, and typically, for some reason, the Dolphins get at least one game on the, on the Patriots, no matter how good each team is. Um, so I think they're going to drop one there. But... They didn't address big needs in the draft that they needed. Um, they really needed somebody to replace J.C. Jackson, and they picked up a couple late-round corners and stuff. Um, but they really needed linebackers, and they didn't get a single linebacker in the draft. So unless they know something we don't and they trust the upcoming linebackers, um, I think their defense is going to fall back a little bit this year. But, I mean, it's Bill Belichick. I'm sure he's got a plan. He's going to keep him competitive no matter what team he has. So I don't have him getting worse, but I don't have him getting much better this season either. So the team that I got holding steady this year is going to be the Packers. The reason why I say that is because, yes, they still have Aaron Rodgers. And they they have Matt LaFleur. They also drafted good when it came to the first three picks, addressing some needs. They still got the wide receiver that they wanted in Christian Watson. But again, three rookies. I know they're going to be good, but they are going to help out more in the future. I don't really see them helping out as much as the Packers need them to help them out this year. 
when it comes into the playoffs, we're talking about second round or we're talking about maybe the NFC Championship game. I think that the Packers will hold still at being a second round exit. They're going to hold still at around 12 or 13 wins. I think that <clears throat> with the loss of Devontae Adams and, you know, also a couple with the schedule, they should stay around where they at. They've been a 13-win team each of the last three seasons. I think that this time, though, they'll get about 12 wins because the division is not that great. The NFC is not that great. But Aaron Rodgers is that great. And there are teams that are really bad. He's going to get you some wins against those teams. So I believe that's going to result in a 12-win season. Once again, a second-round exit, maybe even a first. So no pack, no. So the team that I have staying about the same this season uh, in the NFL are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The only reason I feel like they are going to be a to make really the playoffs and make a push getting to the second round is because of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady does Tom Brady things. Um, but that's about it. Um, they lost uh, some weapons on offense. I know they lost Rob Gronkowski. Um, and they, I mean, also Antonio Brown, he wasn't there for the playoff push. Um, but, uh, and Chris Godwin, we don't know how great he's going to be coming back. Um, so I feel like they've lost more than what they have gained, um, this off season and with other teams gaining players and becoming better teams, I feel like it's a recipe for disaster for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, Disaster as in not being able to get closer to the Super Bowl. Um, so I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as my team staying the same. All right, my team that I'm going to hold on to, I think it's going to do uh, close to what they did last year, is uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, I think the Saints, uh, I don't think they got much better. Um, I also don't think they got much worse. Obviously, they have the quarterback coming in, uh, playing Jameis Winston. Um, however, um, I don't trust Jameis Winston very much. I know he had him going five and two last year. Uh, I think that was mainly good game planning from Sean Payton um, for a guy like James Winston, Jameis Winston, um, and you know, being an offensive wizard that, that he is. Now that Sean Payton's gone, and you have a guy like Dennis Allen, a defensive coach, coming in, I think there's going to be some struggles for Jameis early in the season. And unfortunately, struggling for Jameis Winston equals interceptions. Um, and so, as great as that defense is, it's hard uh, to overcome interceptions in a game. Um, and so, uh, again, I think that defense can still hold them steady. And considering they do have a quarterback actually playing this year, I think that they can at least get back to where they were last year. But I think they do have a ceiling. Um, as far as getting much better because Jameis is there with a defensive coach. I just don't think it's happening. So that's my team that I'm holding on to. I don't think they're going to get much worse, but also not much better. All right. So third part to this question is, which team are you selling this year? Meaning, which team will not do as good as they did last season? So my team that I'm selling this year is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I believe that while they still will make the playoffs, 
in my opinion, I think they're going to be a wild card team. Um, there's two main factors for that. One, I believe that they've lost some key pieces on their team. Uh, they lost Tyreek Hill. He's been a staple in that offense for a long time. I think they're going to miss the deep threat that he provides. Uh, I know they signed MVS uh, Valdez Scantling this offseason from the Packers. He's no, he's no Tyreek Hill, however. Uh, and they also lost Tyron Matthew. The Honey Badgers now in New Orleans. Uh, I think that's a huge loss. He's a leader on that defense. He's a great playmaker. Uh, so I think those things combined with the fact that that division is arguably the best division in football. Um, the Denver Broncos have Russell Wilson now. So that's those are two, t- two tough games. The Chargers, they've got Herbert and all those boy to- boys on offense, and they added uh, Khalil Mack in the offseason, so they're loaded and ready to go. And the Oakland Raiders, they have a great offense, and they went out and got Devontae Adams. I don't know if the Raiders' defense is going to be any good, but their offense is going to be amazing. So... That division is just going to be rough. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to drop several division games within that. Plus, you're playing a first-place schedule again. So, in my opinion, the Chiefs are going to take a little bit of a step back. Still a playoff team. Not as good as they were last year. I see them as a wild card. Right. Uh, the team I will be selling this year is the Atlanta Falcons. And that seems kind of obvious, but they, uh, I actually went 7-10 and 10 last year. Um, able to pull out some close games, and I think that was from uh, the experience and the veteranship of Matt Ryan, um, who was just kind of able to to pull it out in the last last little bit. But um, with him leaving, Marcus Mariota filling in for him. Um, although I do want to see Marcus Mariota play well, I don't think he has much around him or the defense either. It's just a, a really weak team, and uh, they made some picks, some decent picks uh, in the draft, but. Again, they're all young. They're going to need time to develop. Yeah, so the team I'm going to sell this year is the Bengals. And the reason why I say the Bengals is because there's not a good history on teams that made it to the Super Bowl and lost the the next year. Now, I know that there are probably some outliers um, somewhere in history. But for the most part, the history is not very good. Now, I understand that they got better because they added some offensive linemen. But... The unit that that is hardest to come together and hardest to gel is the offensive line. Now, I know that they picked up some good guys, so I'm not saying that they didn't. What I'm saying is that that chemistry along the offensive line has to be built, and that's the one that takes the longest time out of any, you know, unit to be built is that offensive line. So I am going to sell on the Bengals this year. They only won 10 games last year. And the AFC has gotten much better this year. So with there being tape on Burrow and there being tape on the trio of wide receivers uh, and they're coming back, I believe that the Bengals are the team that I'm going to sell now. I'm not saying that they're going to be terrible or anything like that. And they are the favorites to win the division. But I'm going to sell on them um, going back to the NFC Championship game or getting back to the Super Bowl much less. So the team that I believe will not do as good as they did last year are the Tennessee Titans. Um, I think they they had the biggest loss of the season um, with A.J. Brown. I mean, maybe Devontae Adams was bigger, probably was, but um, A.J. Brown was a huge loss to that team. Um, I don't think they, they don't even have Julio Jones right now. Um, he's a free agent, and... 
Offensively, they get, I mean, they got back, they have Robert Woods um, that they got from the Rams, but he's coming on an ACL tear. Um, and then Derrick Henry came, is coming off uh, his his injury. I mean, they kind of rushed him back, I think, for the Bengals game. Um, so who knows what he's going to be like after. I mean, he, he could be a tank see, I mean, until we see otherwise. But um, I just feel like, their their division maybe got a little better um the Colts definitely got better um so I believe that Tennessee will not be the division winners um they were ranked number one last year um they will not be ranked number one next year um also with who knows what's going on with this quarterback situation with uh Ryan Tannehill basically just saying that he will not really mentor um, Malik Willis. So I, I think there might be some beef may, potentially within the locker room. Um, basically, t- Ryan Tannehill, this is like he's having all these uh, opportunities to do something, and I wonder if people are getting frustrated with, with how, how things are going because they had a great team last year, and they could not get over the hump. The Bengals were just too bit, too good of a team, and Ryan Tannehill threw some interceptions. So um, – there may be some some tensions, but for sure, I believe that they will not be the number one team, and they are going to be my team that is going to fall actually pretty hard this year. All right, the team that I am selling this year is going to be the New England Patriots. Um, it has a little bit to do with them, a lot to do without them, um, but what I mean by that is – they did lose pieces on the defensive side of the ball. This is a, a team that prides themselves on defense. Um, they lost some pieces this year, and they're not as stout defensively as they have been in years past. Um, and obviously they don't have Tom Brady like they have in years past. They have Mac Jones, who had a great year last year. But we all know that the AFC is stacked this year, has great, great quarterbacks, you know, what, eight, nine deep um, Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks in that in that uh conference and so mac jones um he's a sophomore you know in this league and so um it's not that i think he's going to play awful it's not that i think the patriots are going to be awful i just think that they are matched up against one of the best conferences we've ever seen um and they're in the same division as the bills an up-and-coming uh miami dolphins team and depending what the jets are um this year those those divisional games could be really really tough for new england um, considering their defense took a hit. And so I'm going to go with New England Patriots being the team that I'm selling this year. All right, guys, final question here. Which three quarterbacks have the most to prove in this season in the NFL and why? So my three quarterbacks that are under heat and need to perform this year. Uh, my first two are Jalen Hurts and Tua. And honestly, the reasoning behind both of them is very similar. They're both young quarterbacks, and they've both been given chances. And up until this point, they have been an underwhelming at best. Um, the teams, their front offices, have really gone out and solidified the roster around them this year. They've given them talent. 
They've improved the roster around them. So this is a make-or-break year, in my opinion, for both of those quarterbacks. Um, if they can't get it done this year, I honestly believe Miami, as well as Philly, uh, will start to look at other options, either in the draft or free agency next year, and pursue other quarterbacks. My third quarterback that needs to put it up, put up this year is um, Kirk Cousins of the Vikings. Um, some stats on him that I researched. He's 33 and 29 as a starter for the Vikings. He's 8 and 17 in primetime games, and he's 1 and 3 in the playoffs. Um, two of those are with the Vikings. He's 0 and 2 with the Vikings, I believe. Um, so, or maybe he's one of one. Regardless, the guy has not performed up to the contract that he has. Um, he's paid as a, you know, elite level quarterback. And up until this point, he's been purely average at best. Uh, so that is why I believe Kirk Cousins, um, has a lot riding on him this year. The three quarterbacks that I think that need to prove the most this season are, uh, Tua, uh, Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones and Tua and Jalen are kind of in the same boat um, they were young you can use those excuses but um, this is their both their third years going to be their starters and uh, both their teams have improved drastically and they are what is standing in their way from making both teams a very good contender um, both have both their teams improved defenses, improved offenses, the, the surrounding pieces around them, and if they can both perform and they can step up to the plate, I think both of those teams could uh, definitely make a run. Um, and it's all riding on them. This is their third year, and, and uh, they have been not living up to the expectations of the fans. And um, I just think this is this is the make-or-break year. This is where they prove if they have it. Because and, and, 2023 has a lot of quarterbacks and so this is where these quarterbacks these guys need to step up or else they could find a they could have a replacement and um daniel jones because the giants rejected his fifth year option so going into this season this is his last last year on his contract and if he doesn't step up if he doesn't uh show the promise and went over the uh, the giants organization then he's going to find himself without a contract and they'll go pick up another quarterback in the 2023 draft as well so those are my three quarterbacks that I think need to uh, need to step up this year. All right, Jalen Hurts and Tua have their last year's writing on them. That is why I believe they're the top two guys with pressure on them. Derek Carr, because he got an upgraded defense that can get him the ball back, and he got the best receiver in football, along with the fourth best tight end in football. Got a, he's got a decent offensive line. He's got Josh Jacobs. So he should be able to get the job done. Derek Carr, number one. So when it comes to the top three quarterbacks that have something to prove this year, I agree with with most of, most of you guys. Uh, the top two are Tua and Jalen Hurts. Um, just like pretty much you guys said, they have all the weapons now to do something. And now's their time to do it, and they have no excuses. Can't say that you didn't have weapons. Um, can't say you had a terrible offensive line, Tua. Um, you have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, who are the best, like, catch-and-go players, deep threats. Um, you also have Raheem Moist Moister, the running back from the Niners who just signed super fast. 
Um, Miami has weapons, and they have a great defense. Uh, well, they have a good defense, at least. Um, so there's nothing there's nothing to to uh, to hold them back now, but but potentially Tua. So um, and then for the Eagles again, it's the same same deal. They got the weapons. They have a def- They've gotten more defensive help. Um, so this is make or break years, I believe, for each team because also both teams have two first round picks. Uh, the Eagles got they did that deal with the Saints this year to add another pick next year um, by getting rid of one this past season instead of having three. Um, they had two because they switched with the Saints to have one for next year and the Dolphins. Uh, traded with San Francisco, I believe, a year before um, for Trey when they got Trey Lance. So uh, they have two first-round picks. They can go get quarterbacks in a quarterback-heavy draft. So, um, And then my next quarterback uh, who has something to prove, um, I would have to say I agree with the the other ones, but I, I would have to say Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Um, has something to prove this year because he does not look good at all. Um, especially, I mean, I understand it's his first year. He had Urban Meyer, not a great head coach at all. Um, but now he's getting a new head coach. He's going to be in a new system. Understand that. But he had the most interceptions, I believe, as a rookie potentially. So he's got a lot to prove. He's got he's got to show that he was worth that number one pick. All right. So my three quarterbacks in the NFL this year that have the most to prove. Um, I went a little bit different just because, yeah, I think we all agree on some of the bigger names or some of the more obvious ones. But to go a little bit different, um, I think number one, Aaron Rodgers has a lot to prove this year. Um, Not that his legacy is not secure. He's great. He's one of the great ones. But uh, I think it's still going to be disappointing if he finishes his career without another Super Bowl ring with as talented as he was. Um, and so I think that he really needs to, especially after everything that he pulled last offseason, he really needs to at least get to the Super Bowl. I mean, in a weaker NFC, um, he, he really has something to prove there. Um, number two, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. Um, I think Justin Herbert, uh, again, I'm going a little bit different. I think you can make a case that Tua would have more pressure on him or more to prove. But Justin Herbert, if we looked at the end of 2022, if we looked at the end of this upcoming football season and the Chargers once again failed to make the playoffs, which is a very real possibility, as talented as they are, they are in a deep, deep division. And so um, there is a very real chance that as good as they are, they can miss the playoffs. And if he misses the playoffs for a third year in a row um, and still puts up all these numbers and whatnot, he looks great, but he's not winning. Um, And that becomes an issue, especially with these other quarterbacks coming in. Uh, Joe Burrow, obviously I'm a little biased there, succeeding. Um, You have Mac Jones, took the Patriots to the playoffs in his first year. Trey Lance, if he comes in and balls out this year like he's supposed to. You have these guys coming in um, that are doing well and leading their teams to, to, to victory and actually playoff runs and Justin Herbert struggling. And that's a big deal for him. Uh, my third quarterback would be Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence has a ton to prove this year, uh, probably more so than anybody, simply because he is one of the most talented, if not the most talented quarterback to come out of the NFL, out of the draft 
since Andrew Luck, even prior to that, maybe even Peyton Manning. Um, and so he has had the most hype on him. And so I think that, you know, given the situation, I understand what happened last year. But if he has another similar year or if he doesn't ball out this year, the question marks are going to start coming up. Uh, the word bust is going to start getting thrown around. And uh, not that I think that that's valid. I'm just saying the media is the media. And I think that that's what's going to happen. And um, so I think that he has a ton to prove with all that talent. Um, he needs to come out and ball out this year. And again, not that they need to necessarily be winning games, um, but he needs to be playing more efficient football than he played last year because he just turned the ball over way too much. He, At times he looked amazing. Um, at times he looked god-awful. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that he needs to, to prove it um, in every aspect of his game. Thank you everybody for listening to another episode this one was fun we really enjoyed doing this thank you for everybody to who participated jeremiah darren chris um that was super unique and very fun um sean and i cannot wait to get back together and put out more content for you guys uh, football season is right around the corner this is the last month with no football august next month preseason starts technically we have training camp that starts the end of this month, but kickoff is what I think I only saw maybe 50-ish days away. So we're super excited for football season. NBA, there's a bunch of NBA talk still. So, um, But thank you, everybody, for hanging in there. We love you guys. Um, if you can continue to rate, review, subscribe, share us with people. Uh, we would love to, to connect with more people. Send us your questions. We enjoy all of that. So... Um, yeah, enjoy uh, listening. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys soon.